0: Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, this is a, uh, you know, we're back live. Um, and, you know, it's been a little while. I was out of town on vacation. So uh, shout out to everybody who, uh, you know, who held it down for us while we were, uh, you know, while we were going. Uh, but tonight what we're going to do is, uh, we, you know, we obviously weren't here for Advice Monday. So we're going to do a special Advice Hour tonight where we're just going to talk about a lot of different events uh, current events, social events, and things that have been going on in the media, uh, in the entertainment industry, and, you know, in, um, in some other places as well. Um, so you guys are welcome to obviously call in with any comments, questions, feedback, 646-200-0366. I know a topic that's on everybody's mind is this whole fiasco with Jay-Z and, and Solange and, you know, Beyonce. And, you know, we're, we're going to talk about it but we're going to take a different approach from what i've heard um a lot of other media outlets talking about it you know it it was it's been presented in a very um gossipy type of way and you know that's not what we're about that's not what the bible is about that's not what we as christians are supposed to be be about is you know gossiping and you know and just finding entertainment in the you know, the, the you know misery or um, anguish or, or any type of unpleasant uh, situations that, you know, certain celebrities may find themselves. And that's not, you know, what we're supposed to do. But what we want to do here on this show, what we've been known for doing, is taking certain situations that people are naturally going to talk about, but, one, talking about them from a biblical perspective, but then also talking about them from a perspective of, how can, what you know, what lesson can be learned from this situation? Um, you know, how can we be better people, be better Christians? You know, uh, how can we strengthen the black community, you know, uh, with certain situations? So um, that, that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, and so, yeah, that's I'm excited about that. And, and, and a number of diff- other uh, issues. A lot to get into in a very short amount of time tonight, so I want to jump right into it. Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, what's going on with you?
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How was it's been a little while. You know, I was on vacation. Um how was the how was your your week?
1: It was good. It was really good. It was. And I saw the pictures it looked like you had a good time too.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, for those you you know who may not have uh you know been following me or whatever on uh, online social media and, and if you haven't, uh, you know, definitely take this opportunity to do that. You know, follow me on Twitter you know, like the you know, the Facebook pages, you know, add yourself to the Friends of the on Tolbert Show group, you know, the Each Women uh Foundation group. You know, go ahead and, you know, participate. It's a lot of a lot of good conversations and there are a lot of topics being discussed which we all come, you know, together at night to uh talk about here on the show. Um but yeah, I took a trip out to uh California which we'll talk about. But first I wanna just say, you know, thanks to uh or really first not thanks but um Happy Mothers Day. To all the moms out there You know Shout out to you guys Gave you a nice little shout out On uh, on Facebook On on, uh, on Mother's Day One of the things That I'll say about that Is that um, You know Unfortunately In today's society There's a lot of Negative attention Being put on You know Women In regards to being single Or You know Not doing the right things And, and you know I don't necessarily agree with a lot of that negative attention, although, you know, what we do here is we do talk about certain things, but not in a accusatory type of way, Let, you know, let's just bash you. No, it's not about that. But it's about how can we, you know, elevate you and help you to get out of those situations and help you be able to find love and happiness? So um, I want to take today to just say, you know what, you know, happy Mom's Day, um, you know, uh, to all the great moms who are passionate, about not just being moms but but about making the sacrifices necessary to ensure that their kids end up having a great life. You know, a lot of times in today's society we see moms who are more concerned with their own financial and social and emotional well-being than that of their kids. You know what I mean? To me, that's not being a mom. That's not being a parent because being a parent is not about, you know yourself anymore. It's about your kids, and you know we see a, there's a lot of selfishness going on. So I just want to take you know a uh, a minute to just commend all the great moms. Because I don't I don't you know I'm not I don't say Happy Mother's Day to women out there with their breasts out, women out there taking ass shots, women out there with being somebody's friend with benefits. You know getting strung along and their kids seeing them being strung. Those are not good moms. Good moms are those who respect themselves and respect the kids. I know you're not a mom, Courtney, but is that something you can agree with?
1: Oh, yes, I can. I can. And I just wish that, you know, more women just realize that and that it's not all about them. I don't have a child, but I know that, you know, once you do have a child, it stops becoming about you and what you want to do, you know, because their needs come first.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. But no, you know, it is what it is. So yeah, happy Mother's Day to everybody who does a great job being a mom. Um, over the last week, you know, we like I said, uh, you know, the last live show we did was um, you know, a tribute show to our, our co host, you know, Marv, who unfortunately passed away last week and um we uh, you know, all week long have been rebroadcasting The best, and you know, hopefully you guys have been tuning in because those are some of just the best shows that we've ever done, to be honest with you, from like, what was it, really all week, you know, I think we started last Wednesday or something, just, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, even yesterday, you know, those were all the best of Barbershop Talk Tuesdays, so um, hopefully you guys tuned in, if you didn't, you know, they're still available in the archives, check them out. Um, every one of them, you know, Marv was there And if you, you know, for those of you who got a chance to hear You just heard the the knowledge And the, the wealth of information That was put forth I mean, just unprecedented Realness, you know what I mean Like you never have have you found Or even heard four realer guys Or five realer guys Than what you heard And most likely never will again You know what I'm saying And Which is a whole other topic in and of itself So definitely, you know, listen to those Um, And I was talking to somebody else earlier, you know, and this is kind of on another note, but, you know, y'all really have to realize that spiritual warfare is real, you know, um, you know, when you look at, I'm just going to, you know, say this, when you look at, you know, what you saw from barbershop talk over the years, you got, you know, Christian men, strong Christian men, masculine, not these fruitcakes out here talking about, hey, praise, no, I ain't talking about those guys. I'm talking about strong, you know, educated, professional Christian men on fire for Jesus Christ. You guys love it, but, you know, the enemy was intimidated by that. So, if you, I mean, if really, if you just look at it, you look at the guys, and you look at, you know, where things stand now. You know, you look at, you know, bruh's just kind of falling by the wayside you know, getting in, you know, feeling emotional about certain things. Um, certain brothers, unfortunately, like Marv passing away, Virgil passing away. These are young guys who are no longer here. You know what I'm saying? God, and then, you know what I'm saying? So, from a death perspective, but then, which is the ultimate perspective, but then you got other guys just, you know, different things as far as spiritual warfare causing them to have to, you know what I'm saying? Now, you, you see where I'm going with this? And that's not for any other reason but the enemy not wanting, you know, and being intimidated by what you guys were able to really get a sense of and, and hear over the last week. That's And it's like I was just reflecting on that on this six-hour, you know, plane ride, you know, to California. I was like, wow, that's deep. I mean, how, how often do you, I mean, how much of a coincidence is that, Courtney? Two of the realest brothers I've ever met. Two of the realist brothers on fire for Jesus Christ, two former co hosts of this show within a two year period dying. Is yeah. is that not crazy to you?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I, I really I really was but you know how the phrase goes. I mean they do say the good die young. So I mean on one hand you, you can look at it as, you know, spiritual Warfare and, you know, the the devil being mad. But then on another, I mean, they were just good men, and so God wanted them, you know. So I look at it that way as well.
0: It's deep. It's deep out here. Uh, But, yeah, so definitely check out, you know, over the last couple days, if you missed any of those shows, class, probably the best, just the best that we even have to offer, to be real with you. Uh, One of the next live shows that we're going to do, probably the next live show that we're going to do is a topic that we started last week, on the 10 Steps to Finding Love. You guys remember that post which, you know, really had uh, Facebook, you know, going crazy with a lot of the, you know, input. A lot of people were feeling it. Some people wanted to debate about it. Well, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it uh, the next time we're live. Probably, I'm not sure, probably not tomorrow, definitely not tomorrow, but maybe Thursday, Friday. I'll keep you all posted on that on the actual date that we're going to do it. But definitely look out for that show coming up this week. And then, um, yeah, so look out for that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to tell y'all. Like I said, we're going to talk about this whole, you know, Jay Z and uh, you know Beyonce and Solange and you know um, situation. You know, but um, to me, I, I find it to be quite, you know, quite funny. But we'll talk about that in a little bit because there's some other more pressing matters. I I wanted to tell you a little bit about my trip. Some people, you know, ask me, you know, tell you tell you about my trip. So I went out to out to, uh, out to California. Um, we were out in uh, in uh, well, all over really L A. Uh, but we stayed in Santa Monica, you know, we went over to Malibu, you know, for the wedding. And, um, you know, one of the things that really struck me is that, you know, I mean, that's, you guys know anything about LA? I mean, that is like the, that's where like those three places are like where the richest of the rich, you know, hang out, you know, like the Beverly Hills, but Malibu and, and Santa Monica are really where they go to just relax and just kind of, so we were seeing, you know, $3 million, Ten million dollar homes, you know, right by the waterfront. You know, Lamborghinis. Like we had a went to a happy hour, like you know, restaurants. You see, you know, valet like Lamborghinis, Ferraris pulling up. And, you know, it was pretty interesting. I mean, even in my hotel, because we stayed in a pretty you know expensive hotel, and um, we just saw a lot of that that life. And I say all that to say that, you know, it's unfortunate because this is the life that you that people are literally. Selling their souls for That's That's the crazy thing To me about it I'm just like Wow You know Like Oh okay So To be able to just You know Fly across the country Sit on a plane For like You know Five hours And you know Stay at a You know Super expensive hotel Lounge on the beach You know That I literally You know Went to And stay in these homes And you know Have these cars I'm just like Wow really Is that That's it Like that's because, I mean, that's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, people actually will sell their souls for that life, whereas, you know, when you have, I don't live that life. But I can honestly say that, like, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm content because I'm living it for Christ. You know what I'm saying? But whereas you have some people who are living a life where they're doomed to to eternal damnation, it's like, wow, is is it worth it? You ever thought about that, Courtney? You ever, like, really reflected on it?
1: Yeah, and I, I just learned that as much as they have, just, you know, from a material standpoint, you know, those material things that they have, they are very unhappy, and that's just a desire that's insatiable. You know, yeah, you, you sell your soul for these things, but you keep wanting more and more, and it's never enough. Whereas when you have God in your life, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you'll always feel rich. You know, not even from a monetary standpoint, but you get what I'm saying? Like, you'll always have that, um, that good feeling.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and one of the things that we, we are here to, to do is is not be not to seek, you know, money is the root of all evil. Or I should say the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, and so because money isn't the problem, but, love, you know, loving money, is, is the uh is the issue and that's what a lot of people do they love it and they become obsessed with it and it drives them and it motivates them as opposed to being driven and motivated by you know helping others and being pleasing to god and like as the word says you can't serve two masters you can't love money you can't seek to have financial um you know gain and still be seeking to live a life that's pleasing to god it's you know it's actually impossible so i just want to share that with y'all it was very interested. i mean don't get it twisted though we wilded out out there we you know we had a good time you know but at the same time it was it was all in good fun you see what i'm saying it wasn't about anything else other than just you know enjoying each other you know we actually um my cousin congratulations to them went out to um you know they went and actually got married i've never seen anything like it and if you guys see the pictures i don't know if y'all know but We were on top of a mountain, you know what I mean? Like, if you really see, I don't know if y'all can really see, like, you know, how high we were, but it's literally on the top of one of the highest mountains we could see, you know, in all of Malibu, you know. So um, we had to get into a van that drove us up the mountain, you know. Then we got to another van that drove us even higher up the mountain, and it, um, you know, and that's where it was, and they got married right on the edge of the cliff. You know what I mean? It was actually kinda of crazy. So, uh, we took a picture like right there. It was a, just the mo- one of the most beautiful um, you know, scenes um that you could even imagine. Perfect day, perfect weather. Um got a little chilly at night, but I mean just an overall perfect uh you know, perfect evening. So I say all that to say, you know, when you look around at relationships, you look at a lot of these friends with benefit situations, you know, you look at even as we talk about Jay Z and Beyonce a little bit, I mean you look at you know, certain situations where you're clearly not happy, you know, you're clearly not living the life that you would really want and you're sacrificing for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, a lack of faith, whether it's, you know, not believing you can have, you know, better than what you have. Whatever it is, you, you have to look at it and understand that never give up on God, you know, never give up on achieving true love. Because with God, you know, anything is possible. So if you have, like, this guy that you're dealing with, you know, you're in a relationship or in a situation where you're sick of his crap, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really got to sit back and ask yourself, like, wow, do I want this? You know, yeah, he's texting me when I really want someone to be calling me. Or do you want to be on the top of a mountain in the most beautiful place you know what I mean? In the country. Or do you want to just be dealing with whoever? You see what I'm saying? But the problem with it is you have to stop what you're doing in order to get there. There's never going to be a, a, you know, a smooth transition from that to getting you know the, the, the top of the mountain, if you will. That you, there's going to be a time where you're going to be alone. There's going to be a time when you're going to have to wonder what that person is doing. I've been there, I know what it's like. You're going to have to be a little uncomfortable. You're going to have to step out on faith and trust God that things will be better without even seeing anything remotely close to love or happiness. You've got to do it first. If you wait until you have it to walk away from whatever it is you you're walking away from, you're never going to get it. So, and as you guys see more and more of these emotional availability uh pop quizzes popping up as more of you uh schedule your emotional availability uh assessments, you know what I mean? Your consultations, you'll start to see like, wow, you know what? This is it's this is where I stand. This is how far I still have to go. But what however far it is, never like I said, never give up on it. Never allow the devil to to convince you that that doesn't exist because all you got to do is look at not only my situation, but look at you know so many other look at the look at the pictures. You know what I mean? Look at the people getting married on tops of a mountain. You know what I mean? In total wedding bliss. You ever thought about that, Have You ever you ever struggle with, with 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 faith that you can have something that you've never seen as far as love goes?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have because it's like you know you just go off of. You know, what? a lot of times you can just go off of what you see in front of you or what you don't see and just really just let that be the basis of everything. So it's like saying, okay, well, you know, I've been dealing with these same types of men in these same types of situations, and I haven't. I want love, but I haven't received it yet. So, you know, is God really hearing me, you know. So, yeah, I can relate to that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's deep, but don't you know, don't worry about not having it. It's about you know going and getting what it is that you want, you know, and doing the things necessary to to uh, achieve that. So, uh, you know, definitely. But I would say reach out to Courtney, reach out to myself, reach out to Oshel. You know, info at trctoday.com. dot com. Schedule that free emotional availability assessment. You know, and um, you know, we can we can take that first step together. Um, but yeah, back you know, so that was you know, just a beautiful wedding, absolutely beautiful wedding, one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. And um, so I you know I had to I had to throw in the white suit, Courtney. You know what I mean? I had to. You, you know what I mean? Like if you go out to Malibu, you know you gotta you know you gotta. I didn't had a Lamborghini or nothing like that, but you know, I figure I could at least throw to come out there looking clean. You know what I mean? Looking looking a little fresh. So, uh, shout out to everyone who complimented me on my white suit. You know what I mean? And uh, but yeah, so but so there's that. Another highlight. Uh, we actually got a chance to meet Terry, who you guys uh, got a chance to hear calling to the show last week was going through some. Um, You know, some some emotional issues in regards to her, you know, personal situation and, you know, a certain guy that's in her life. And um, so it was really great to, you know, meet her in person as someone I've been working with through, you know, private counseling, um, as she mentioned. But, um, you know, just great to meet her, Um, very... Um, you know, great personality and got a chance to meet the kids. She got a chance to meet, you know, my wife, and we just got a chance to sit down and just talk for, uh, you know, for a little bit, which was good. So, you know, shout-out to her. And I look forward to, um, you know, I've, met, I've got a chance to meet a lot of you guys over the years, you know, in different parts of the country when I've traveled. And, you know, so shout-out to you, you guys. Um, you know, I look forward to meeting, you know, more of you. Um, I used to do the dinner with Daydan. Many of you, used to, I got. I may have to start that up, but take it from city to city. You know, we would do uh, dinner with Daton, and you know, we just had very intimate. You know, maybe like 20 people. You know, just come out, meet at a restaurant. You know, talk about issues and you know different things that we talk about on the show and in the online and things like that. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see. And keep you posted on that. Um, also, <laughs> it was funny. We were walking down. Um, Oh, what was it not Wilshire Boulevard? That was uh, but the the Third Street, you know, Third Street uh, Promenade, and um, we were, you know, they were shooting the uh, the People's Court out there, and uh, you know, it was interesting because I we like, we oh snap, that's uh, you know, People's Court, there goes Harvey right there, and he was like, yo, yo, yo come in, you know, we want you to you know be in the crowd, you know how they do it, the you know, ever watch People's Court Gordon?
2: Uh huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we were like, and a matter of fact, uh, June twenty sixth. Tune in June 26. I don't know, like whatever your, you know, your local station is, whatever country, you know, city y'all are in. Uh, but she, the lady said, no matter what the city, it'll definitely be on June 26. So mark that on your calendars and, and check me out, because I was, they act. I don't know what it was. It was a, you know how it is. It's always a crowd, but for whatever reason, like every time he would just give me the microphone. Like it was like three different times. I guess they shoot three different <laughs> cases, but he just kept. Giving me the mic I'm like oh snap he might, That's my homie now You know what I mean So <laughs> I, I was on there like cause you know Some people They don't even talk They just You know He just gives the microphone To whoever And they say whatever And other people Just remain silent You know what I mean But you know He gave me the mic Like all three times So I was like Alright cool But yeah it was, it was a good experience though. Um, so yeah That was that um, but yeah, that was, I mean that we did some other stuff, but uh you know, that was that was like the main uh the main stuff. Got a chance to hit the outlets and, you know, some of these stores and well, I shouldn't excuse, not outlets. There ain't no outlets out there, but you know, hit the hit the stores, you know. They don't they don't do outlets. Y'all can tell where I'm used to shopping. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, nah, it was no outlets. But yeah, some of the some of the stores that the uh these these psychos uh shop at. But yeah, I'm sorry, these celebrities uh shop at. But uh, what else is going on out here? What else is going on in the in the news, Courtney? Um, what's going on with these Nigeria girls? Have you been following that story?
1: Yeah, I have. I'm just, here's my thing. I mean, I, I don't know everything about it, but I just want to know how did we get involved and what is our true purpose behind it? So me, that's that, I mean that—that's really my question. That's all I want
0: to know. And it's a good question. It's a very good question because here, here's my thing. See, I—I I, I feel I, I'm conflicted, and I'm—and I have no—I know some people feel differently, but you guys have to understand. I don't know how else to say it, but a lot of stuff is—is is just blatant lies. Now I'm not saying that. This is a lie. I'm not saying that, and I, but I but I, trust me when I tell you, a lot of these quote unquote tragedies are fake. I'm talking about downright fake, as fake as can be. This stuff. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm saying that the media does certain things. The government, which is media and government are one and the same, they will literally orchestrate. Something that appears to be a disaster or a tragedy, whether it's a shooting, whether it's, you know, I'll put it to, I'll say this. Some of them are blatantly fake and never even happened, but they will let you think that all these people died, that those things are fake. Many of them, not all, but many. And we've, we've done shows on them, but then other things, which is even really scarier, other things are not fake but they're actually planned and 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 orchestrated for a specific purpose to further a certain agenda. So, and I'm not, you know what I'm saying, it's, I am not going to claim to know which is which, you know what I'm saying? But I know there both have happened. I know certain things have been blatantly fake and I know certain things were not fake but were absolutely planned to push a certain agenda, whether it's gun gun reform, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's um, I mean, you, you just look at the news, you know, whether it's let's just go invade another country because we want to take advantage of their natural resources. Certain things are absolutely planned. You know, we want to attack. I mean, no need to beat around the bush. If, for those of you who don't hopefully everyone knows by now, but nine eleven was done with it for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? That was not you know oh yeah oh yeah these terrorists just randomly no that was done so specifically so that we could invade Iraq now, i know that right that's why they didn't find any weapons of mass destruction because that was a lie to go over there and attack so that we could take them over and if you watch a lot of these TV shows and these movies, they'll actually tell you exactly why they're doing it. I was watching, Reve- uh, well, Revenge, they talk a lot about, about, that, you know, about that stuff. Uh, Captain America, they said specifically, you know, yeah, we, we do certain th- I think they said uh, America is going to hell. You know, America is on the verge of destruction, but the rich and powerful are going to profit from putting it back together. And that's just, innocent. like, they'll put certain stuff in there that absolutely explains exactly why certain stuff happens. So, so there's that. Um, so I say all that to say I don't know what's going on with Nigeria. You know, I don't know if those girls were actually kidnapped. But what I will, and, and, if, and I, let me just say this because I don't want to be insensitive. If they were and if this is a legitimate tragedy, then I pray for those girls. And I pray for their safe return. But I don't know. And I'm not going to jump on a bandwagon, because what you've got to realize is this world is backwards. The, specifically, the media is backwards. Anything that the media, when I say the media, I mean CNN, I mean NBC, I mean, you know, TMZ, you know, all these media outlets that jump on something, 90% of the time, i was put it at about 90%, 90% of that stuff is fake. 90% of it is done either as a distraction from what's actually going on, you know, real issues, and, and, you know, and about 10% of it is actual, you know, real stuff. But when you see stuff like a plane being, you know, uh, the media that just dominating every, you know, major story, stuff like the Boston bombing, that's all they talk about for two weeks, you really got to look at, all right, what's, what's really going on here? You know, this whole Jay-Z thing, I mean, that's – imagine how – if that's what we're seeing – on the front pages and all, all these news stories, I, I mean, imagine all this stuff that's happening that's not being reported. You ever think about that? That's what you got to look at. Yes. You always got to look at what, what's, what's not being discussed. you telling me there was no other newsworthy stuff? But here, I'm going to just say one other thing about that. If you all know, we did a show where we talked about Noah. And we talked about hollywood's agenda and the government's agenda i promise you, if you missed that show that's one you definitely want to listen to but well one of the things we talked about on that show is you got to realize that the blood moon you know was was what a couple weeks ago you know what i'm saying like literally you know where which is which is you know prophesied in the bible you know and so this is something that happens Will only happen, I think, a couple times in our lifetime. You know, so this that just happened in April. So, you know, we we we've, we've seen an uncanny amount of of not just news stories, but stories since then, since early April, that have literally dominated the media. There's not been a, a time over the, whether it's um, uh, Donald Sterling, whether it's that plane, you know, like have you noticed that? Courtney, there's been a lot of distractions and very little talk about what's actually going on around the world. The, the country is about to be at war. Very little talk about Russia. Very little talk about Ukraine lately. Very little talk about uh, the, you know, the state of the government. I mean, have you noticed that? Yes, I have. All these random stories. I don't know where. Out of nowhere they, And not just out of nowhere they, just like they come and they go But that have Like <laughs> Dominated the, uh, You know The airways And it's all You know Early April Right when The most recent Blood moon occurred and If you're not You know Familiar with that Like I said Definitely check out The last show You know The Noah special And just do your own Independent research On you know The biblical Significance Of the blood moon you know, it, and it is significant. You know, and then look at all these distractions, and then you do the math. You put the put the pieces together. But again, you know, like I said, you know, if if it's something going on, I pray for the pray for those young girls. Um, what else? A lot of a lot of stuff has been going on. Another thing, this whole uh, you know, Michael Sam. I'm so glad we get to just do an advice hour because you know what I mean. How often do we just get a chance to talk about? you know current events and you know what's going on in the world but um a lot of attention has been given to this seventh round seventh round draft pick uh Michael Sam why is that significant why is he significant first of all why was he a seventh round draft pick so many different questions that we could you know that could be asked about him but um and this is someone who was the number 1 if I if I recall correctly uh, I didn't follow his college career but from what I understand he was you know, the co-defensive player of the year in one of, if not the best college division, you know. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty significant, you know. And, um, you know, so what, the first question I, I think people should be asking is, why was the best college, you know, defensive player in the best conference in, in, in college football, why did, he, why did no one want him until the seventh round, which is, I think we all know, you know, one of the major reasons be because he, you know, is gay. But then um, another question would be asked, why is this a big deal? Why did Barack Obama feel the need to congratulate him for being the first gay player? You know what I mean? Like, is that why, first of all, secondly, why is that even significant? Courtney, why is why is that a big deal? Why does that warrant a presidential phone call?
1: Right, I mean because it's part of the agenda, you know, to promote homosexuality. Because they, you see, that's what they're focusing on, you know, as opposed to his talent. It's who he's with. And if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, what was his name? Basketball player? I think Jason Collins. I yeah. think uh, Michelle Obama called him, or something like that. It was a similar thing, so it's always like, oh, you get a personal phone call from the government because you're helping to promote this agenda.
0: I'm so sick of the Obamas, to, to be quite honest with you <laughs> man. I'm so sick of them. I mean, I just it's just like ridiculous. I'm really sick of Michelle. I'm really sick of Barry Sotero. I am sick of people not looking at, you know, what they represent, why they're even in office to begin with, you know what I mean? It's it's all for a purpose. It's all part of the plan. It's all for an agenda, you know what I mean? So many different things that are so obvious that have happened under their watch that would not have been okay, you know, and would not be accepted, by any other you know, I don't want to say any other, but a white president. So many things have been accepted by the black community that had they tried to do it at a different time, it would not have been successful. You know how long Ted Kennedy was trying to get some form of uh uniform uh healthcare system, you know, passed, Courtney? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't even know that.
0: For decades. Okay. Wow. Decades. That was, like, his thing. You know what I mean? Like, that, everyone knows that. If anyone who knows Ted Kennedy, they know that's what he was passionate about. Now, you know, which is a whole another story, you know, uh, conversation in and of itself. But that is, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if Bush would have tried to say, we're going to force you guys, you blacks, to take this insurance, to take this health care, and if you don't take it, we're going to penalize you. If George Bush would have said that to the black community, regardless of the marketing spin put on it, that would have been a disaster. That would have been met with a huge amount of resistance, same way Ted Kennedy was met with resistance. But because you know, good old Barry comes in here saying, all right, you know this is something that we want to do to help my people you know what i'm saying which is not even remotely close to how he's conducted himself as far as claiming us as his people but that's you know that's why he's there to implement this new stage you know, as far as moving America forward towards this ultimate goal for a new world order, a one world government, a one world Medicare system, a one world religion, a one world everything as, as spoken about in the book of Revelations. We're moving America forward to Revelations, this whole homosexuality, you know what I mean? We're moving backwards really towards, um, you know, the times of Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, it's unfortunate because that people don't see it. They don't see that he is a puppet, that they are puppets, in order to move us to that point. And, but not just move us to that point, but to get a lot of the black community, you know, on board with that. And I just would encourage everybody to just look at so many different things that would not be okay under a white president. All right, And just, you know, and, and you will not, you will have to see, you have to understand, you know, what we're talking about here. So but anyway, so there's that. Um, you know, this obvious whole gay agenda that's that's going on. Um, and recently and this is kinda of funny, but evidently, uh Tank, the you know, the the singer and producer was solicited, you know, by by a gay uh someone claiming to be a minister. Did you hear about this story?
1: I did, but I didn't really get a chance to um read it. So I'm not like too, too familiar.
0: Yeah, basically, and I, I, I heard about it earlier. I didn't really pay it too much attention, but I found it to be interesting because, um, you know, I mean, this is something that happened to me, and uh, you know, shout out to Marv, man, rest in peace. We spent a good amount of time. We, in fact, we did a whole show on how to recognize and identify, uh, you know, a man living life on the DL, which I would encourage all, women, all specifically all black women to just listen to. Because there's a lot of gay niggas out here, a lot of fruitcakes out here, a lot of posers out here, you know what I mean? A lot of weirdos out here acting like they're cool, acting like they're just these, you know, pretty boys, these metrosexuals, if you will. But in fact, they're actually homosexuals, and, you know, and it's amazing that people have become so brainwashed by the media, brainwashed by our president, that they are afraid to call it for what it is, which is an abomination, which is a sin, You know, I'm not afraid to call it what it is. I'm not afraid of anything, to be honest with you, but I'm certainly not afraid to be labeled homophobic. And that just is a term that is just, it just irks my soul that people will say, well, hold on, you're homophobic. You're speaking out against homosexuality, so you're homophobic. Well, what does phobic mean? What is a phobia? Phobia is a fear. That means you're afraid of homosexuality. And who's afraid of homosexuals? You know, and we talk about this a lot, but it's just like, well, hold on I'm, now, I'm not a f I am not I do not have a fear of homosexuals. I'm not a homophobic. I'm a godophobic. I have the fear of God. And I just recently finished I'm reading the whole Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like from cover to cover. And and you know, so much stuff, you know, I like I said, I've read certain pieces of it, I've studied it, but never really sat down and read it the way I would read an actual like a regular book. You know what I'm saying? And just doing it from start to finish, it's become so um, so entertaining and so informative and just mind-blowing because there's so much stuff that that people, that society takes from. There's so much stuff that, you know, people are manipulating and twisting for their own sick purposes. <clears throat> but God is not pleased with a lot of this stuff. So, and and if you really, anyone who's read the book of Genesis, anyone who's read the book of well Leviticus, uh, Exodus, you know what I mean? I'm in Exodus right now. And if you read Exodus, a lot of people are like, wow, you know, Moses this, Moses that. Moses, if you guys know, was not really, for the longest, viewed positively in God's eyes. Moses was actually about one step away for being killed by God because because he was being disobedient and he was being a big old crybaby, you know what I'm saying? Did you know that, Courtney? Yeah,
1: I think he was he, he was a crybaby. Excuse me, crybaby, and uh, very unsure of himself and uh, not trusting God.
0: Absolutely. So you know, and 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 God was going to kill him. So and this is Moses. You know, one of the greatest who turned out to be one of the greatest biblical. Uh, figures, you know what I'm saying? Ever, but this is someone who was about that close to being killed for his disobedience. So it, it, I wonder. I, I should whip it out right now, but I want to. I mean, in the interest of time. But basically, paraphrase it. Said God was displeased, and he said he confronted he confronted Moses and was about to kill him, but he was actually saved by his wife, which is interesting. So I, I say all that to say if if it was just like that that Moses was going to kill kill and, and even to forget Moses but like even some of the other guys who actually were killed it was like one you know many people you know descendants of noah descendants of jacob you know what I'm saying oh god was displeased with them so he struck them down just like that you know just like that and people have the audacity to defend things that god hates they have the audacity to defend adultery when they watch Scandal. Oh, it's just a TV show, so I'm just going to love adultery. I'm going to worship adultery. I'm going to worship an adulterer. I'm going to worship someone who sings about sex, drugs, and money. They say, what? I didn't know Beyonce sung about drugs. Oh, you didn't? Oh, you must not listen to her songs from back in the day and even currently. You must not have known that Soldier and Diva and... and, and uh." Her song with Cameron that she did was about, you know, slinging crack. Oh, yeah, Beyonce used to sing about crack back in the day. A lot of people don't know that. But this is who Obama says is the best possible role model for his daughters. This is who people run to and defend. But when you read the Bible, you know that defending sin makes you an enemy of God. You know that. I mean, I know you know that, Courtney. Yes. Hopefully you guys. I'm just I'm just saying the things that people are afraid to say. Cause I I have no fear whatsoever of anybody or anything, certainly not of ho- discussing homosexuality, regardless how politically correct it ends up being because it will never be spiritually correct. That's it. <laughs> it won't be. So, you know what I mean? We got it. We had so regardless of Jason Collins regardless of Michael, Sam, and what happens with him, regardless of how many how much media attention, you know, these people go in and get. You know, it will never be okay. In fact, I respect Tank. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens with his career going forward. But I respect Tank for putting him on blast, because that's actually what happened. I guess, you know, he got inboxed. You know, in fact, that actually, I showed my wife one time. Remember back in the day, this may be, I want to say three, four years ago, when I actually... <laughs> really would like get with people You know what I mean Like actually go back and forth This dude, inbox I think I told y'all about it on the show When it happened This dude comes out. He was on my friends list for a while Never said too much One day out the blue Like I got the Facebook instant message Told my son You look like you got some good You know D.I.C. I'm like what the Why I, I like, I'm i not gonna lie to you I actually went ahead and cussed him out You know and So so we, mm-hmm. we end up going back and forth You know what I'm saying But I'm not into that and I'm, I respect what Tank did because evidently he, you know, was just as taken aback by it. So he put him on blast, put his picture out there, and was just, you know, saying that um, this is what's wrong with the with the church. And it is one of the major things that that is wrong with the church. bunch of fruitcakes out there, you know, dudes living life on the D.L., you know, pastors having sex with, you know, with, with their the congregation. Many of you guys may remember. Our all time, one of our highest rated shows back in the day, our two night special on Pimps in the Pulpit. You know, with a young woman here from Philly, I don't even want to say her name, give her any type of, you know what I mean? But uh, just Google Pimps in the Pulpit on the Dayton Tolbert Show, and you'll hear our two night special where a young woman tried to profit off of having a sexual encounter. Um, with a uh with a minister here in Philly, one of the biggest churches in Philly. It was a huge scandal and uh we had an exclusive interview uh here on this show with her. Um yeah, so definitely um you know, that was at least what you, you heard that you remember that back in, was that you were listening back then, right?
1: Yeah, I think I heard
0: that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was way back in the day. But that was that was pretty big, you know, uh back then. Um, but yeah, I see a couple calls on the line. I want to take some calls. I see, you know, If you have questions, comments about anything we're talking about tonight, man, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad if you have something to say or a question to ask. Uh, I do see a call on the line from the 818 area code. Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert Show. 818, you there? 818-668? Going once, going twice. All right. I guess they don't have anything to say. Get them out of here. Just, some people just like to press one. I guess. Gordon, I guess
3: so. <laughs> well, you
0: guess so. But anyway, like I said, you guys are listening. You have something to say. Hit, you know, hit the number one, and uh, you know, hit us up, man. You know, don't just don't just sit there like a fly on the wall. You know, people be. Oh man, but you guys, know, we've been doing this a long time, so it's nothing new. But yeah, so that was Tank. Now, this is what I really wanted. And don't get me wrong. If you guys are just joining us, we're going to be talking about uh, the Jay-Z, Solange. But for me, that's minimum. That's like, you know what I mean? That's, that's like As you see, everything we've talked about up until this point is far more significant than Jay-Z getting his butt whipped by Solange. Like, that's not even, you know what I mean, like, it, it, you know, an issue to me. It's just, if anything, uh, more entertaining. But something else that I found to be extremely interesting was uh, is our girl Sherry Shepard. Shout out to her. Now, and this is where you've got to go back. You know, this is where you guys, that's why I, why I, so every show that we do is so important. And I'm not just saying that, you know, to, you know, hype myself up, you know, but what I'm saying is the things that we talk about here on this show are are very important and they will stand the test of time. And they will reveal a lot of things, even if it's not, you know, immediate. You know, what am I talking about? Well, you look back a couple years when we talked about Chad Ochocinco and Evelyn, when they first started dealing with each other and how we predicted something huge was going to happen. Now, obviously, we've all seen what that huge incident was, but this was a couple years before it happened that we talked about it on this show. Some people may remember when the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna situation before it even happened. We predicted right here on this show live on air something huge was going to happen and we did a whole show on the emotional unavailability of Rihanna. Did a whole show, whole 2-hour show specifically on Rihanna. Well, before the Chris Brown situation. And then you see, you know what I mean? And we predicted everything that would happen. We predicted everything you're seeing now. I'm not saying I'm oh, a clairvoyant or, I'm, you know, a psychic, it's not about that, <clears throat> but it's about being, you know, it's about understanding why certain things happen so you can avoid it from happening to you. You know, you look at, you know, people like Halle Berry, Jennifer Lopez, these are people we've been discussing for years, you know. Um, another good example is Sherry Shepherd. I posted the link in the Friends group. Hopefully you guys got a chance to see it. You know, and if you didn't or listen to it, I should say, but but Google it. Just Google Sherry Shepard on the on Tovar show, and I I think the date was like, you know, 2011 that we did that show. That was before she was even married, right? And but one of the things, one well, a couple of things that we talked about on that show, you know, were the fact that she's revealed that she's had multiple abortions, and I quote, she I think said something like. More abortions than she can even remember that's amazing she 's had more i mean to so many people have one abortion that stays with them for life. She said that she's had more abortions than she could even count or remember or care to remember or something to that effect and you know which is you know which is a problem but it but more so it speaks to the state of mind that she was in and which she when she was dealing with those types of men. You know that where she would just use, you know, uh, abortion as a form of birth control, as a form of contraceptive, you know, and that type, that level of emotional unavailability, that level of depression, that 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 stays with you, especially when you are not giving your 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 cares, your your hardship to God. You understand that this is what the Word says. It says if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness that's in first John one nine that's the fact that if you confess your sins but I don't know if you guys follow sherry Shepard I, I mean from what I've heard it doesn't appear that she's on fire for Christ not saying she's not but if you guys follow i'm a I am I do not even think she's a Christian in fact I know she's not a christian you ever notice that Courtney
1: yeah i I have if she were you would already know like it wouldn't be any questions you know as to if she was or or not um but yeah i i i picked up on that
0: and this is another thing that we gotta really get out of you gotta you know what I'm saying like it's not and it's- it's to be honest with you, it's very funny to me that christians are are so or i should say people who call themselves Christians are the main ones talking about, well, you can't judge, and how do you know? I'm sure there are people listening to me right now. Well, how do you know if she's a Christian? Well, you know by by their by their fruits. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. You don't see Muslims, okay, questioning, oh, is she a Muslim? Is she a Muslim? It's like when, you, when someone's a Muslim, you know they're, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Muslims who are devout, Muslims who are practicing, like, you know, they Either they got the, you know, walking around all covered up, you know, taking time out of their lunch break to pray, you know what I'm saying, five to- you know, they make sure they get those five times, you know, and waking up early, you know, making it a point not to eat pork. I mean, you don't see, it's like you know, and when you know, it's like you don't even question, it's just like that's what it is, and it's unfortunate that the Christian community has become so lax. So acceptable of sin It's like You know what I'm saying It's like If you see a Muslim I mean it's like You know a Muslim is a Muslim Because they follow the teachings of Islam That's just what it is Well how are If that's the case with Muslims Or or if you are a Scientologist We saw when I was in uh, California We saw the actual church of You know the Scientology church It's like okay If you're a certain religion Then you follow that teaching You follow that doctrine hopefully in most cases, to the T, you know, or, or and even if you don't follow it to the T, you're at least going to follow the major identifying points of that religion. You're not going to see a Muslim eating pork and be like, oh, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's no big deal. No, it's like, if you're a Muslim, you don't eat pork. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, you know, what it is. If you're, I don't know, Muslim, I'm just going to use that. You don't, you celebrate Ramadan. You, you don't, you you feel what I'm saying, guys? How are you a Christian but accepting of homosexuality? Right? I mean, I'm just asking that. That's that's like the equivalent of a Muslim sitting there eating a piece of bacon right in your face and nobody saying a freaking word or questioning whether or not he's actually a Muslim. It's the same thing. And I, it, it Literally baffles my soul Because I can't figure out h- How people think it's different Am I, I mean, am I crazy Courtney I mean Muslims don't eat pork But Christians make exceptions For homosexuals and embrace homosexuality and, and if you don't Then you're called judgmental At what point, that's like saying Hold on, aren't you Muslim, how are you eating that pork Oh no, no, no you're judging What, no, what are you talking about You're Muslim, <laughs> and you don't eat pork Am, am I tripping no, they are. <laughs> They're the ones. I'm just I'm just asking. Like we gotta get back to basics. You know you know, like, we have to get back to what the word says. So there's that so but but so Sherry, Sherry I I still have to say she's the type of person where clearly she's not living a life that's you know, where she's on fire for Christ. In fact she does a lot of the exact opposite. You know with all the ridiculous six 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 hand signs, and like she she's like the main one doing it, like you can see it blatantly its you know what I mean, um, but there's that, so I guess all my my point with all this though is i found I was talking to my wife i was, I was saying I found it very ironic, I don't know if you guys know, but she's having a baby through a surrogate, and I just you know someone who has had multiple abortions more than she can count. Is you know what I'm saying is now having a baby with a surrogate. Is that not one of the most ironic things ever? Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, do some research. It's actually very interesting. I'm just like wow. Like for all that, you might as well have kept the babies that you had, the babies that you killed. You know. Mm-hmm. So did you guys know that? I mean, this is like on a whole on another note. But um, did you guys know that? President Obama Is in favor Of killing Babies Who survive abortions You know partial abortions You know like by by, by cutting their Spines you know snapping their Spines and, and throwing them in the garbage Did you know that Obama supports that Courtney?
1: No I didn't <laughs> Wow yeah,
0: Guess what a lot of People don't know that but that's what I'm Saying and don't Take my word for it, you know what I mean. But but just just go ahead and, and and do some research on, you know, on the the bill, the proposed bill that Obama supported, you know, as far as what should actually be done with babies who survive abortions. You guys know that happens, right? Like you know when they they put the tube in you, you know they suck it out of you of the mom, but unfortunately. You know, I think it's only a small percentage. I mean, obviously a very small percentage, but it's not 100%. There are babies who actually, you know, fetuses who survive. So something has to be done with them. They come out wiggling or, you know, kicking, because you guys get it. But it's actually very sad. But this is something that, you know, that uh, Obama supports. Uh, And and that's the type of stuff that you're not going to read, you know, in, you know, or see on TV or, you know, hear him discuss on the campaign trail. Those are the questions that they won't hear, you won't hear asked when they have these town hall type of discussions where it's, you know what I mean, where they act like, oh, yeah, we're just going to get some everyday people to ask you everyday questions. But, you know what I'm saying, guess what, guys? Those people are already, get like, it's not, they're not everyday people. The questions have already been screened. There's not a surprise what's going to be asked. Do you really think that I could just get up there and ask, hey, Obama, guess what? I was just curious, you know, why do you think it's okay to cut the spines of babies who, who survive abortions? Why do you think that's okay? Why did you support that bill, Obama? Do you really think that that's something they would take a chance at someone asking? Of course not you know and i've been studying for you guys who you know may not know i've literally been studying political science you know social studies you know government you know the government and just the structure of it since i was literally in you know 4th 5th 6th grade you know, like, that's just the type of education I've had. So, you know, I'm, you'll be hard-pressed to find someone who's more familiar, you know, with this type of stuff. Like, I'm not just one of those guys who just comes out here and just says whatever. Like, I actually have, you know, studied this stuff. And I would encourage you too, to, you know, also study it because it is important. You know, don't stop jumping on the, the bandwagon of these politicians I shouldn't say that because Obama's the only politician that black people have ever jumped on the bandwagon of. You know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? Let's let's be clear about that. You know, so but I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's the world that we live in. But I, you know, so um, but yeah. But as far as Sherry Shepard goes, she's her husband is is filing for a divorce. Um, and I don't, I don't, we don't wish bad, but understand. And this is what we said four years ago. Any time when you are clearly emotionally unavailable And and are passionate About having love and, and dating And ultimately getting married You can do it But just understand It's going to end up Like Halle Berry Like Jennifer Lopez Like Jennifer Aniston Like Sherry Shepard You know Like so many of these other Emotionally unavailable celebrities It may not be immediate, Kim Kardashian That's Oh trust me you know, it's coming. Or <laughs> well, just wait for it, right? Just you know, just like you've been waiting four years for Cherry Shepard when I said, just like you waited a couple years for Chad Ocho Cinco, just like we're all waiting for Beyonce. And J- it's all coming. Just be patient, and then you'll sit back and when the headlines hit, when TMZ reports, oh yeah, Jay Z and Beyonce file for separation. Kanye West goes ahead and kills Kim. Yeah, I'm just saying, don't. Be surprised. I, you know, I pray for. It. I told you a couple of weeks ago. Pray for people like Kim Kardashian. Pray for Solange. Don't laugh at her. Don't, don't diss her. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Because be clear, you know. And I don't know what the situation is, but y'all might say, "Oh, Deyana's tripping." No, I'm not tripping. But Beyonce is due for a sacrifice, and that's all I'm gonna say. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just being real with y'all. I'm just being honest with y'all. So, if you guys know anything about that and how that works but and I will say this: a lot of people are saying what what do you sacrifice what what's that? what do you mean what's that you don't read the Bible they've been sacrificing people to God since Genesis Adam made sacrifices to god jacob uh ishmael uh I mean, Isaac, I mean, how many, I mean, so Moses, I mean, how many people in the, in the Bible actually viewed God in a manner, you know what I'm saying, where they felt that strongly that they wanted to sacrifice someone that close to them or something that close to them, their best goat or their best horse or donkey or their actual son like Isaac was going to, I mean, uh, Abraham was going to do. So you say, "Well, what does that have to do with these celebrities?" Well, and this is I don't want to get too deep on y'all, but when you look into Satanism, these guys model their whole ideology around the Old Testament. <clears throat> a lot of the, a lot of masonry, Freemasonry, a lot of stuff that deals in the occult is based on and and, and, and takes and almost really makes a mockery. Of, of God and, and how God felt and, and You know what I'm saying In the Old Testament So if people like Moses and Abraham And all these other people in the Old Testament Actually made sacrifices to God And these people actually view themselves as God And view the enemy Satan As a God And as the You know major Spiritual figure in their lives I'm just curious why do you, you know what I'm saying? If it goes one way, what makes you think that a lot of these quote unquote celebrities will not and have not and do not do the exact same thing that, that biblical figures did back in the day? If you don't know, sacrifices are real, they go on every day. It's one of the foundations of Satanism. A lot of people don't understand. They don't know about that. They think it's foreign. It's not foreign at all. It's actually very common if you understand what Satanism is rooted in. And I don't want to, if you missed our special on Blasphemy in the Entertainment Industry, Satanism in the Entertainment Industry, our Grammy special where we decoded a lot of satanic imagery. Google this stuff. This is the most diverse show in the history of radio. There's nothing we haven't talked about. So, you know, you feel what I'm saying? Like, listen to it and educate yourselves and do your own research outside of this show. Just research this stuff for yourselves. It's all out there. I'm not talking about on CNN. I'm not You know what I mean? But as I said, Beyoncé is due for a sacrifice. And so all I always say is, you know, be careful and just and be aware every celebrity nowadays. Whether it's Meek Mill, whether it's Nicki Minaj, whether it's Michael Jordan, whether it's Bill Cosby, whether it's Jennifer Lopez. I mean, uh Jennifer Hudson, you know, uh, whether it's John Travolta, whether it's uh, sh- uh, Cher, you know, whether it's, I could go on and on. Have you noticed uh, Liam Neeson, uh, Meek Mills, I think I said, them. you know, how many, how many of these celebrities all of a sudden have some type of random tragedy at the, at, as they, Bruno Mars, as their celebrity status starts to skyrocket. skyrocket? I mean, it's a lot of tragedies out here. I mean, all of it, I'm just asking, Courtney, have you noticed that?
1: Oh yes, I have, I have. But you know, I I used to not think twice about it. You forgot um, Andre three thousand. Oh,
0: but, I mean, it's it's everyone now. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, it, it Jermaine really is. Duke.
0: It, <clears throat> you got, and I don't. Like I said, I don't want to go too deep to not tonight. You know what I mean? But. <laughs> We have in the past, and we will again in the future. I just don't feel like it right now. There's so much stuff, but this stuff is so real. You know, hopefully our show won't be shut down the way it was the day after our Satanism in the entertainment industry, you know, show aired. (laughs) Y'all know that's why I don't do back-to-back live shows, right? You know, like literally the day after the Satanism in the entertainment industry show, I tried to log on just like I know, you know, no no different. Just gonna do back-to-back live shows and. (laughs) And we experienced technical difficulties like never before. I wonder why, you know, but, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow y'all try to tune in and, you know, who knows what will happen. But it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, so there's that. Um, but I, And I would just say, look, I don't wish anybody bad, but all I'm saying is, we did predict this four years ago, and I'm not into I told it, but I'm just telling you all, you cannot, and just be clear, whether it's her, whether it's whoever, or if it's you, you cannot build a relationship of any kind and expect to have any level of success, you know, on a found, if you are emotionally unavailable. Let's just keep it simple. If you are or you know that you are, or if you don't know that you are, I would say reach out to myself. Reach out to Courtney. Reach out to Oshel. Schedule a free – I'll tell you definitively. There are a lot of cool women out there who are extremely emotionally unavailable and, and are having a – and I'm not – I'm just being honest with you, but are having a problem understanding why they haven't been blessed with love yet. And I'm trying to tell you – I'm trying to take the guesswork out of it. It's not a matter of – it's not – and a lot of women also are waiting on God And will be waiting on God indefinitely because of their emotional unavailability status. God's not going to bless you if you don't fit the criteria for what the word says in uh, delighting yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you're not the desire of the best man's heart, ladies, then it's not going to happen for you. That's why you're going to attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. It says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Well, a woman with a friend with benefits ain't a good thing. A woman who's still caught up about what happened to her ten years ago is not a good thing. A woman who's walking around with, you know, a wall up. I was at this super fresh today, Pathmark, and uh I was getting some groceries and and this lady actually I'll tell I got two stories. I was in there to, this happened to me today. I'm like, you know how you get to the thing, Courtney, you know, get to the register and you're like, you forget something, you're like, oh, shoot. Now I had a whole bunch of stuff because we were just getting back, you know, from California. So I'm like, right, let me just go do some shopping so we got some food in the house. So I'm, I had a whole bunch of stuff. I'm like, shoot, my bad. I forgot something real quick. I I'll be, was I'll be like, yo, I'll be right back. But she still had to ring everything up. She's like, ah. I'm like, yo, what the heck?
3: You know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
0: <what's this laughs> like, no. like I, I, I literally said, hold on one second. And I literally ran across the aisle, and I heard her do that like, from, like, several feet away. She wasn't like, ah. She was
3: like, ah. I'm like, this <laughs> is a Yo. a growl? She
0: was just, yeah, yeah, right. She was psycho. But you see what I'm saying? What I'm what I, what I trying to tell you is that she wasn't mad at me. It wasn't the fact that I forgot something, I ran, and was back literally in about ten seconds. That didn't inconvenience her in the slightest. But what it was is that, you know, unfortunately – a couple of things could happen. Whether it was her father, you know, not being there. Whether it was, you know, maybe attractive men, you know, similar to myself in the past, you know, maybe did her wrong, and so just seeing me reminded her of what someone else did. You know, I don't know what it was, but whatever the case, when you don't have that best possible personality, you know, it's it's it, no one's gonna want to be around you, and certainly not gonna want to take you up to the top of the mountain. You know, and, and, and profess his love for you in front of everybody. Okay, because I mean that's what you want, though, isn't it? You know, you don't want somebody to say, oh yeah, we just going. I'm gonna give you this $700 ring that I got off the corner, you know, and try to tell you it's a couple thousand dollar ring, you know, and or or let's just go down to the courthouse when oh when you know. Oh, sorry about the sneeze. <coughs> sorry when you know that you really want a wedding, like a real wedding. And I'm not knocking going down to the courthouse. There's no problem with that. You know, if that's so, if that's what you want. But if you know that's not what you want, then why are you settling for it? You see what I'm saying? Like, don't settle. My wife wanted a nice wedding, so I gave her a nice wedding. I wanted the rose. I didn't care about the I just wanted the rose. Where is that? So I got that. You see what I'm saying? Every, it's all about getting what you want, you know, and not settling for less than that. And that is what your wedding day should be. Okay? And it's what it, what it, what it will be when you... Give your heart to the right man A true man of God You give it to Tyrone off the street You're not You're going to end up like Sherry Shepard If you go into it You know I I think one of the things we talked about was I mean if you guys noticed But for the first couple years that she was on the show That she was on The View She was I I don't know if y'all remember but she was always talking about Her ex-husband Remember that Courtney?
1: Yes Between him and her son Jeffrey, yes,
0: she talked a lot. It was just like, yeah, it was like an everyday thing. She just couldn't shut up about it. So you're 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 supposedly having you know moved on, but you're still, but you're still talking about him in this situation, you know. And that's just not that's not emotional availability. You're still focusing on it. So you know, just think about it like that. Don't if there's something from the past or someone from your past that needs to be eliminated, then do it. I know a young woman was saying the other day, she was like, you know, I got all these guys texting me. And women, it's funny, when you're debating with them and you're saying different things, you're trying to help them, they'll be like, why? Well, I, I, I'm not, you know, I've had several marriage proposals, so that's not the problem. Men want to marry me. I'm like, what? <laughs> You've been proposed to by multiple men and you're bragging? You think that's a good thing? That's not a good thing. If if multiple men have asked you to marry you and you ain't said yes to none of them, you think that's a good thing? That's the worst possible way. That means you're attracting men who, one, don't really want to marry you, you know, and two, more importantly, you don't want to marry. That's a problem. You see what I'm saying? That reeks of emotional unavailability. So just, just think about that stuff, man. You know, think about that stuff. You know, you all you got to do is scroll through my wedding albums, scroll through some of my pictures, scroll through, you know, listen to this show, whatever you want to do, and you will see that, you know what? And I'm nobody special. I'm just saying it's it's just a good example of what happens when you wait on God when you do things the the proper way. Um, yeah. So there's and I just I just wanted to bring it up because all you guys it's in the news. You know, she is fine. It's like a whole big, like, dude is asking. He's saying he wants custody of the unborn baby. The baby isn't even born yet, but he's saying that, like, you know, he wants custody, and, they, and he wants the prenup. They signed the prenup. All y'all people, oh, yeah, prenup. They signed the prenup, and now look what's happening. He's saying that he wants the prenup voided based on, uh, based on fraud. So he's saying uh, the whole situation wasn't even really legitimate. I'm just trying to tell y'all, man, I've never been wrong. There's never been someone that surprised me. There's never been something that you guys have heard me say on this show that has not, you know what I'm saying, like it hasn't happened the way I said it was going to happen. And if it hasn't happened, just give it some time. I promise you that. So I know what I'm talking about, guys. Believe me. So do it the right way, and you'll have the life you want. You debate, you try to do it the opposite; it's not going to work out. And, the only, and I'm not—that's not because of me. It's just because that you know everything I'm saying literally can be found in the Word of God. I mean, that's really the only you know the reason. Uh, a lot of people are are doing. I, mean, I was going to save this because I even do a whole show, and I still might. But a lot of people are turning to astrology. You know, a lot of people are turning to astrology. A lot of people are turning to other religions, you know. So I, I'm still not really fully believing this. i probably have to believe it when I see it. But there, somebody's saying it's a a church of Beyonce or some crap down in Atlanta. I, I just can't. You know what I mean? I, just, I can't. No, I don't even want to think about that. But a lot of people are turning to foolishness, horoscopes to, um, you know, dictate and, and, and get guidance for their lives. But they're doing everything but turning to God. And so when you look at, you know, astrology, I was reading um, Exodus, and it was interesting. It was like amazing, man. Like God was showing me some stuff. I was reading Exodus, and as Moses and Aaron were going to the Pharaoh, you know, and trying to convince them, like, yo, we we are here on God's authority, and y'all have to, you have to let our people go, otherwise it's going to be a problem. Like, it's you know, there's some, some plagues that are going to come. There's some, some bad stuff. Like And, and the Pharaoh even said, well, who is God? He said, I don't know God. I don't follow God. I don't, you know, that's y'all thing. I don't respect God, you know, so y'all do what y'all do. And even after they show, this is deep. I, I wanted to share this with y'all. Many of you already know, but even after Moses, you know, turned the staff into a snake, even after they turned the water into blood they there were people he said well look that ain't you know he said that's nothing he said go bring me my psychics bring me my magicians and he and, and the pharaoh had his magicians do the same things that Moses and Aaron were doing and they said now what okay yeah y'all talking about you of God but you did that well look my, my magicians can do the same thing so I don't respect that. Is that not crazy to you, Courtney? Yeah, yeah,
1: that now, that was. I remember that.
0: Right, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So they after they did that, y'all have to realize that the magicians, the psychics, the psychos were doing the same things that Moses was doing on God's authority. So when I, I say that to say a lot of these astrologers these horoscopes, a lot of this weird stuff, you know, that is clearly not of God. It doesn't mean that it's fake. It doesn't mean that what they, what those horoscopes tell you, won't actually correspond to your life. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's not truth to it. Okay. A lot of people rely on horoscopes. A lot of people follow astrology. A lot of people are into stuff that's not of God. doesn't mean that it's not accurate. But the question is, is it of God? Because I'm saying that in the Word, magicians were doing the same types of things that God was doing. So that goes to tell you that certain things, magic, horoscopes, there will be certain things that would seem like they're of God, but they're not of God. They're, in fact, they're of the devil. So I'm just I'm just sharing this stuff because God wanted me to share that with y'all. You know, it's and cause, you know I think a lot, I don't think a lot of people look at it that way. It's either okay, it's either they look at it as, as it's of God or they look at it as you know being just for fun. But it's neither. It's not of fun and it's not of God. It's of the devil. And there is certain stuff as magic, as voodoo, as astrology. It's all valid. Uh, maybe that's not the right word to use, but it's all you know powerful. But it's not of God. That's the thing to remember. That's that's deep, Courtney. I mean, that's, I don't know if y'all see it as deep as I do, but it's so many people who rely on that stuff, thinking that because they see the power, they think that it's valid. They didn't think it's of God. They didn't think it's helping them, but in reality, it's hurting. We were walking down, uh, down, the, you know, down in California. It was like psychics everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like five dollar reading or. Free reading. They will give you free readings, but ask for a donation. I'm just like, man, y'all tripping. You know, it is what it is, man. But yeah, so that's that's Sherry Shepard. I don't know if, you, and also too, I don't know if y'all know. It was reported. I don't. I'm not into the gossip. I don't know if it's true or not. But it was reported that uh, her husband cheated on her with her one of her bridesmaids, and she forgave him. So all I'm saying is, ladies, I got to stop forgiving these cheaters you got to get your self-esteem weighed up. you got to really start loving yourselves and not losing sight of what the type of relationship you actually want. When you settle, you're only settling temporarily. Because if you settle, it's not going to go the long term. You're just going to end up, instead of being 31 and single, you end up being 42 and single with two kids. It would be a lot better to be 31 and single than to, you know, and to take your time with it than to waste your time with a loser. All right, guys? So I know that for a fact it's multiple women who I personally work with who can relate to exactly what I just said. And many women who don't yet work with me who can relate. So think about that stuff, you know. What's going on with Apollo? Apollo and and Phaedra, you you been following his situation, Courtney?
1: I saw um, a story about him and T.I., but it was something with him and Phaedra.
0: Well, you know, it's all, you know, it's all, all connected. Same. All the same.
1: Yeah.
0: Phaedra has done a very good job of uh, you know, distancing herself from any form of culpability, you know, associated with his <laughs> foolishness. I don't know if y'all know, I mean, the whole situation, like they're all criminals. It's all one big just kind of just kind of like, you know, yandy is not innocent of and ignorant to the crimes of Mendices. If anyone who thinks that she is, is crazy. The same way Phaedra is not ignorant and innocent of the crimes of Apollo. You know, for those of you who may not know, Apollo recently pled guilty. You know, he signed some form of agreement to, you know, to minimize his sentence you know he he basically is now going to be an informant you know for the government and, and and agreed to try to take down uh you know other you know money laundering and 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 you know wire fraud and credit card fraud you know those types of criminals so he he even admitted he's going to be basically a snitch and the incident was you know from what i understand TI you know, he referenced T.I. in a quote. He said, basically, well, look, it's not that big of a deal because I basically s- signed the same type of deal that T.I. signed to to snitch, basically. And T.I. was like, whoa. He said, I ain't, you know, I ain't no snitch. He said, you don't know what I signed. So, basically, he went and confronted him. And if y'all, y'all can see the tape, like I actually saw the YouTube video of T.I. confronting him and um, – <clears throat> It was actually very entertaining to uh, to watch but you know Apollo was just a clown and one of the things that I said about um you know that situation was that you know he got real big and bad with the with the gay dude you know on the housewives. but when TI and Killer Mike approached him where was where was all that tough stuff then courtney <laughs>
1: non existent <laughs>
0: It's just amazing, man. These dudes are freaking weirdos out here, man. All that, you know, took his shirt off and was beating up the, you know, the gay dude, but would act like a little little coward when when confronted by T.I., who's about five feet five. You know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. But I you know, respect T.I., though, I man. You know, he don't play no games, man straight confront them, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's that. What else can we talk about, man? Y'all, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to avoid talking about this whole Beyonce, and I mean, it's just, you know, it's just I, I mean, should we talk about I mean, I guess we should, since that's what I guess a lot of, you know, that's what's in the news, that's what a lot of people, what did you think about it, Courtney? I mean, what, what's your views on the situation?
1: What I'll say about it is um, I think the reason that is Gotten so much attention um, from a lot of people, simply because people were putting Jay Z and Beyonce on this like pedestal, you know, as if nothing was wrong or they, you know, they could do no wrong, and so this whole thing happened. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. But I mean, the, what I took from that is well, the most the most ironic part was the fact that Beyonce just didn't do anything. Like she just stood there like a complete cycle. It's like she didn't even flinch. Like, she let Solange kick um, Jay-Z. Now, I don't know what he did or what he didn't do. Like, who knows, what, like, what that was about. But the fact that she just didn't do anything, I think that's the craziest part to me.
0: Well, what should she have done?
1: I mean, she could have held somebody back. She just stood there as if it wasn't going on, as if her sister... Didn't spin in her husband's face As if there was no altercation
0: Right
1: That was, kind of, that so, was weird to me
0: So what would you have done?
1: I, I would have held I would have held my sister back Or did something Like I it, it, would, it wouldn't have got to the point Where it would have been an altercation Like I would have gotten in the middle of it Where it wouldn't have been Kicks and punches and all of that stuff
0: Well isn't that what the bodyguard was for?
1: Well, he didn't do his job. <laughs> to be honest, I don't feel like he did a, a good enough job to me because she still was able to get some kicks and, you know, some blows in. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. That. That bodyguard needs to be. Uh, <laughs> you know, needs to be fired because that was yeah. he's got to be like the, the world's worst bodyguard. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, because it was. Yeah. I mean, how many? I mean, he. It was like that. He was like one of those Jerry Springer type of bodyguards, man. Like, them dudes, (laughs) they be (laughs) acting, you know what I mean, running around acting like they're trying to block. I mean, but they know they want to let him fight. I was like, come on, man. How many times did he get hit? I mean, so there's that. I mean, there's so many different, you know, areas that we could, you know, explore, you know, in regards to this. One area that I won't explore, because and this is where it becomes gossipy. This is where it becomes speculative I'm not into that. And I have a problem. I was listening to the radio, and they're like, why do you think Solange was going off on Jay-Z? It's like, what? What do you mean, why do you think? It doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? I mean, not only does it not matter, no one knows. Like, if you guys didn't notice, there was no audio. So why are people sitting there trying to speculate about, why he attacked her. I've been mean, people, oh, I, I, you know, I, I heard he was beating up so-and-so. I heard, you know, I think it was because Jay-Z was beating on Beyonce. Like, what do you mean? How do you, like, there's no evidence of that. There's has no, been no reports. it. And I'm not saying he didn't. And I'm not saying that's not a plausible explanation for why a sister might want to attack her brother-in-law. But I'm saying for you to sit back and invest time and energy trying to figure out why what you think might have happened, that's ridiculous. That's like, that's really ridiculous. You don't know. I don't know. I don't care. And you shouldn't either. That's their business. You know, I don't even want to really, that's why I'm saying. I don't even really want to talk about them per se. But this is a good issue to discuss in regards to Relationships in regards to dating, in regards to how to handle situations, you know, you know what I mean, in a healthy, positive manner. That's why I was asking, you know, like Courtney, what would you do, and what should should be done based on the video that that we saw. My thing is, and I said online, listen, I'm not into, you know, men beating on women, and you know, and I, I, to a, you know, extent. To a certain extent, I do agree with Jay Z. Just kind of, I really don't have a a big problem per se with how he handled it because that problem, I mean, he took the high road. He did, you know, just chill. You know, he didn't go off. He didn't keep his, he didn't lose his cool. He just kind of relaxed. So I don't really have a, that, I'm just saying for me personally, though, that's not how I would have handled it. You know, I'm being real with you. You know, one of the things my dad taught me back in the day is he said, uh, you know, he went to Vietnam. He fought in Vietnam, and he said that uh, he doesn't talk about it a lot, but one of the things he did say to what Saul was, he said one of the things that got him through Vietnam, just in regards to fighting in general, Firstly, of all, he said two things. It's probably one of the reasons why I've never really been in a major fight, like little minor stuff, but nothing like a fight fight. And one of the reasons he told me that is, is, he said, one of the reasons why he's still alive and what got him through Vietnam, he said, one, if you fight, you need to be prepared to kill that person. Okay, that doesn't mean that you, that's what you intend to do, but it means that you should be prepared to kill that person. That's in any fight because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the mental state of that person. You see what I'm saying? I think a lot of people they don't they don't you know and and in today's society people aren't fighting fair. People aren't you know fighting with their hands and then that's that. Like back in the day, no. It's even if you lose a fight, and especially nowadays, if especially when you lose a fight, that's where you really do have to fear for your life. So really, you really can't fight unless you're prepared to take it to that level. It's a sad state of affairs, a sad state of society that that's how it is, but. You know, I mean, you know how that's you know any black man knows. Like, if you fight, it has the potential, depending on who you're fighting, to get you know to go to that point. You know, which is which is sad, but it is what it is. So, so that's the first thing. You know, but then the second thing, so you know, is that he said that you know when in, in war, you know, I think I forget what he said. He said if when it came to men, you know, it's war, so you did what you had to do. But he said that. He never would have, he only would kill a woman if she was trying to kill him and under no circumstances would he kill a child, you know, if you know, if at all possible. You know what I mean? And those were some, you know, certain things that kind of just got him through, you know, through that, through, through Vietnam. You know what I mean? And so I say all that to say that, I don't have a huge problem with how Jay-Z handled the situation based on what we saw. Um, But at the same time, it wouldn't have been all those kicks. There wouldn't have been all those, you know, punches, you know. I'm just being real. And one of the things I said online is that women need to learn to know their role. You know, we look at the hypocrisy, you know, a couple years ago, several years ago, Mary J. Blige was caught on camera, punching her, her, her boyfriend at the time in the face. Like, I think she he was cheating or found out that he was doing something. And it's like, boom, she just punched him in the face. You could Google it right now. Mary J. Blige punching her husband. It'll come right up. It's like nobody had any problem with that. But Chris Brown and Rihanna, oh, it's a, it's a problem. That's hypocritical. You know, people. If if Jay, now here's the funny thing. If Jay Z would have hauled off and punched Solange in the face, it would technically he would have just been defending himself. But people been, oh, you a bitch, oh, you, you gonna hit a woman, da 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 da. But that's what she she put herself into that situation. So it's a tough situation for anybody to be in. But what I would say is, ladies, just don't put yourselves in that situation. Know your role. Don't try. Don't step up and try to be men. Because if you get knocked out by a man, then it's gonna be a problem. But a lot of women are putting themselves in those situations, you know what I mean? And we need to, in, you know, instruct our women, you know. We need to teach our women, hey, look, there's a time, there's a place for everything, and there are certain boundaries that should never be crossed. Regardless of how mad you are, regardless of how drunk you are, regardless of the situation, you have to, you, there are certain boundaries that need to be put in place. And they, and they need to be, those rules need to be adhered to. See a call from the 501. Welcome to the Data on Talbot Show.
4: Hi, how are you? Good
0: evening. Good
4: evening. I just had a quick comment about the Jay-Z situation. I've been listening to you, and I agree with what you've said, which you know the part that I've heard. Um, and I just wanted to say that I did see the – you know, all the news that was reporting about the incident that happened. And I worked for a company called Carol's Daughters. I don't know if you remember or or know of that
0: company. I'm not familiar with that.
4: Oh, okay. Well, apparently he bought into a company called Carol's Daughter with Steve Stout, uh, Mary J. Blige. um, I think Will Smith and his wife as well have um, ownership in the company. Well, I worked for the company in New York City for a very brief period. But um, I did see Jay-Z come into the, you know, our little area where we had our office. And I didn't recognize him at first because he he doesn't really look like how he looks on TV, you know. So I was kind of surprised that, oh, my God, he didn't comb his hair today. You know know what I mean? So he just Mm -hmm. walked right in, didn't speak, didn't say anything. I'm sitting at the reception desk. Um, and uh, he went straight to Steve Stout, you know, who's like the big guy running around, the head honcho, and they greeted each other. But I noticed in the office there were certain females. You talked about the woman's role. There are certain females in the in the office that were definitely running around with attire that's way too tight, um, heels that are way too high, um, inappropriate dress, you know, very sexualized, in the office, running around after Steve and, you know, a couple other prominent male figures in the office. And I think that, you know, it just made me feel very uncomfortable. The day that um, Jay-Z came into the office, um, he was checking out all the women, you know, and I'm new, so of course he was checking me out. And I was like, wait a minute, you're you're with Beyonce, you know, the most beautiful woman you're with, you know. But I guess, I don't know, do all guys do that? Do they? I guess it's like the way you look at a woman. You know, there's a look, you know, to admire her beauty, and there's a look like, okay, I want to sleep with you, take your clothes off, that type of a look. So it, it just, it was kind of off-putting, you know, while I was there. And I didn't stay very long because I didn't like the energy and the environment. Um, in the area, and I saw some things that made me feel very uncomfortable. And Steve Stout's personality was so off-putting. I can't even describe. I mean, I've never met a a man like that before. I've never met a male Mm -hmm. figure that just seemed peculiar. You know, the personality seemed peculiar. You know what I mean? Just odd, you know, He never spoke, he never greeted me while I was there He never said hi and I said good morning He never said thank you for um, helping us out While our receptionist is out sick We appreciate you coming in He never introduced himself He was just odd, you know So I just wanted to add that
0: Let me ask you a question Um, If you were uh, Beyonce in that situation How would you have handled this situation?
4: Well I, I know that from what I saw, it looked like her sister was very upset. Hey, and um, I, I would have I, – I agree with the, your co-host. I believe I would have said something to my sister like, you know, come on, let's, let's talk about it at home, not here. You know, it will be okay. Let's Let's just deal with it at home. I think I would have tried to kind of calm her down a little bit. It just seemed like it went from zero to 60 in a matter of minutes. So I don't know what could have happened that fast. Something happened in order for it to go zero to 60 that fast. So it seemed like, I don't know if they something happened and then it was swept under the rug and they thought that it would just go away, you know, we're almost out the door, that type of thing. But it, maybe it escalated too fast. But I would have definitely said something to my sister, to try to calm her down. I wouldn't be standing in the corner like Beyonce and not, saying anything. It seemed like the only time she kind of intervened was when her sister kicked her leg up and Jay-Z held the, the leg. <laughs> so I that's the only time that she, you know, she kind of intervened in the situation.
0: Right. Now, I'll tell you, um, let everybody know where you're calling in from.
4: Oh, I'm Tiffany, and I'm calling from Arkansas currently. And um, I was in New York City like around 2009. So okay. that's when I, I worked for the company
0: cool tiffany well i appreciate the the call i appreciate you know the the, the perspective you know and the insight um and, and uh just the information about that particular situation that you um you know you referenced from uh, in new york i've heard similar things about steves steve stout and i i know you know and not to be um i i don't i'm not into you know a lot of hearsay but um i do have first hand you know accounts of people who have you know said some you know heard some things and even seen some very inappropriate things from Jay-Z. I don't want to get into the particulars of it, but I mean if you any of you guys heard the um any of many of the Beanie Siegel interviews, he said straight up, "I know things about you that would make Beyoncé look at you funny." So, I mean, it's not it's you know it's it's been pretty well documented over the years, you know, that Jay-Z is you know not Actually, I don't even want to say it because I don't know him and I don't know what kind of husband he is, but I'm just saying it has been well documented um, that there have been some inappropriate things, to put it that way, uh, on, on his part. But um, I would just say, here's what I would say. Like I said, it's not, for me, it's not even really about them, but it's about what didn't happen. And I, this is what I want to say. It's funny, I hear a lot of women saying that they a couple things. They want to be protected in relationships, they want to be loved, but a lot of times mainly protected. ironically. And so I know for a fact if a woman was with a man and they felt in any way, whether it was a man or a woman, you know, threatened or attacked, they would want that man to stick up for them and protect them. Period. You know, regardless if it was, uh, you know, a brother, a sister, you know, or, or anybody. They would want that, and they would expect that. And if they didn't get that, they probably would look at, look at that man a little bit differently. And and I'm just going to say this, ladies. You as women are, you know, if you guys have heard any barbershop talks, if you've ever heard this show and where we talk about the definition of a great woman, the perfect wife, um, you know, so many shows that we've done over the years that that talk about what we as men look for a woman. There's all there's many things, but one of the things that's always constant is we want a woman who has our back, who is 100% supportive. And ironically, mo- most women will tell you, "Oh, yeah, you know, support is so important to me." And I'm, you know, this and that. When you look at, you know, it's it it almost looked like, you know, Beyoncé was was choosing her sister over her husband I mean it's like When you see someone attacking I just For me I just can't In fact I think back I was a little kid I'll probably never forget this though Never forget this I was uh, in, Probably in I was in like Fourth grade I went to a school called Houston Here in Philly in The Mount Airy section of Philly Shout out to you Philly people who Know where I'm talking about But uh and I, it was crazy. It was like I was a little kid and, and school was over. But these, this guy and this, this girl were, were uh, excuse me, this two guys were fighting. I mean, they were going at it. Like, they were really getting it in, two big diesel dudes. But this girl, maybe about probably not too much bigger than you, Courtney, literally said, oh, hell no, you ain't going down like that. And she, like, jumped in, like, jumped in the fight and was fighting this grown man, like, on, on his back. Punching him you know what I mean Because I guess the dude was getting the best of You know her, her boyfriend It was just like wow Now that And I'm not saying that I would necessarily Recommend that But what I'm saying is at the end of the day That If I don't know what their status was But if anything at the end of that Day that man Knew That he had a true ride or die chick on his hands Like a woman who actually cared about him Not just about you know, what he could do for her, not just, you know, but she actually, for, excuse the language, she actually gave a damn about him. You know what I mean? And that's really what we want. We want a woman who gives a damn about us, not just about us, but about our our, our physical well-being and, and how we feel and and, you know, just cares about us. And from watching that video, I didn't get that. I'm just being honest with you. I don't I would expect a woman to to have her man's back. Period. I don't care if that's your mom, I don't care if that's your sister, I don't care if that's some chick on the street. If someone anybody is attacking me, you you see what I'm saying? Like I remember my dad, he, you know, he asked us all, we used to have little quizzes, little, you know, uh Basically quizzes as far as how we would handle different situations, and one of the, and we were all little kids, and I remember he was saying um you know if you were if you were out somewhere and you saw your mom you know being attacked, you know what would you do? just you know because that could actually happen, and you know we basically it was re- revealed to us you know what we should do, but bottom line is <laughs> we're going to you know get something and do by any means get that man off our mom." Period, because that's our mom and that's someone we love and we care about. That's, you guys see the point? You guys have to, when it comes to love and even biblically, there's no more important relationship other than your relationship with God than that of your husband or that of your wife. Two souls become one. That relationship between your husband and, your, and, the, and a wife trumps the relationship between two sisters, between... You and your mom, even you and your father. Y'all know that, right? But if you don't, you got to read the word. So what I'm saying is I would not have expected to see Beyonce just standing there like a fly on the wall watching. It was actually very ridiculous to me, to be, and to be real with you, I would have expected her, if somebody's fighting me, then I would expect you to fight them. I mean, I'm just saying, that's just me personally. Because that shows that you're trying to do me harm. You're trying to hurt me. So I would, I mean, I'm just saying, Courtney, as a woman, if someone was trying to hurt you or hurt someone that you love, I should say, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that anger you? Wouldn't that cause you to want to do that person harm?
1: Oh, yes, it would. I'd be fighting her somewhere.
0: But, Courtney, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, you I wouldn't know, understand but, I, but But hold on, Courtney. When I asked you earlier, you didn't say you would fight the person.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just saying, saying
0: Cody. You, okay. I no, mean, I mean, you, know, you know I keep it real, I can't, I can't, let you off the hook, Courtney. you know I Why keep it remember
1: Everything, man. Courtney, the
0: people are listening. They would they will hold me accountable and say, "Hold on, you don't keep it real." No, but seriously though, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm messing with. You. We've already talked about. This. I already know what you, how you would handle it. You know what I mean? But a lot of women out there, let's be real, would have handled it the same way Beyonce did. And I'm just telling you. Just understand that's not what your man wants to see. That's not how he wants you to handle it. You better be ready to put those paws on your sister. I'm just being honest. You got to make a choice. You've Got to make a choice, or if you don't make the choice, that choice will be made for you, and you won't like the the the, you know, the end of the stick that you get. Let's go back to the phone lines. Though. I see a couple calls, uh, from the seven six zero area code. Welcome to the show. Hey
5: guys, how are you doing? Hey. Hey, what's uh, I wanted to get in on that Beyonce talk. I
0: thought it was oh, just saying,
5: cow <laughs> Yes, but I was trying to lay low.
0: What the heck? <laughs> to know?
5: i was going to tell you a secret. I want to
0: <laughs> oh, no, we don't recognize your voice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know. So- I should put one of those,
5: like, muffling things on my voice. Huh? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Back to the Beyonce thing.
3: <laughs>
5: I thought it was just weird that she literally just stood there, like she was on Quaaludes or something. Because actually, that happened to me. I mean, that that kind of a very similar situation. It wasn't a sister. I don't have a sister, but um, when I was married, um, that a similar situation happened. It wasn't an elevator, but this um, I, we came out. We went on like this date, me and my husband then. And uh, we came outside, and it was late, like uh, the ice cream shop had closed down. And um, this guy was going to the bathroom, <laughs> relieving himself, like on our tire when we came out. And uh, <laughs> I went around the corner. I'm like, "Dude, what's up? What's up with that?" And uh, my husband had come around, and you know, it's obvious the guy was drunk and was kind of out of it. And um, my husband was dealing with the guy, and this girl, this woman, comes out of the truck and she just I mean she was drunk too. She just starts weighing in and well, at the time I posted on that thread I'd do a Kira Gracie on her because we were doing Brazilian jiu jitsu for a while and she was like three feet taller than me. So I just did a sweep and just submitted her for a while until she calmed down. But I mean that's just an automatic reaction in terms of like, you know, protection like you were saying. That's why you got to make sure you marry the right guy, number one, that you want to protect him. But it definitely looked to me like um, something was going on personally between the sister and Jay-Z. I don't know. For her to be that removed, you know, Beyonce to be that removed emotionally and physically and everything, she didn't actually, I looked at that video, and she didn't actually, you know, move until her dress was stepped on when the, when she
0: did the kick. I don't You're know. making some good points, but, I mean, uh, Terry, I, one question I just want to know. I mean, have you been drinking tonight? Like, are you are you on, like on anything right now? Like, you little, like all over the place, well, I, intoxicated. a
3: couple.
0: Had a couple, couple
5: Patrones, but you know, nothing's kidding. Right, no. no, I'm just messing.
0: I'm messing. <laughs> Let me just say, Terry, uh, we got a chance to meet you earlier, in, um you know, the other day. I mean, what was it like meeting the uh,
5: the Tolberts? Oh, my gosh, you people are wild. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Danielle is so sweet. And honestly, I have to, I have to say, meeting you was funny because it was like meeting, I mean, like an old cousin or, you know, like, because we've been talking so long and, you know, I feel like you know absolutely everything about my life, which you do. So I was very comfortable and, but I was disappointed I didn't get to see Aubrey. But um, Danielle is so sweet and so real and, of course, you know, you're you're all calm and I thought you'd be more of a talker than than you actually are. Oh well. <laughs> I thought like, of course I do a lot of talking obviously, so but that's cool, yeah. It was it was it was really cool meeting you guys.
0: Cool, cool, Terry. Well, it was good meeting you and the and the kids out there. Um, we're taking more calls though. Uh six four six two zero 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 three six six. Right now we're just talking about this whole Jay Z and Beyonce uh you know, and we're really not even talking about that, but we're really just talking about you know from a general perspective, you know what should happen. I mean, I don't know why people think that that, that her actions were okay, um, and it's like everybody's saying, well, he must have done something. Everybody, the the talk has shifted to what he's done, as if there's anything that would justify that type of behavior. That's the funniest thing about it. Have you noticed that, Courtney? Like everyone is trying to, you know, speculate about what he did to make her go. Up. What do you mean, make her go up? You can't make somebody, you know, act like a psycho and go crazy like that. That per- she, that person just has issues. You know, I mean, do you do you? You and I, a couple of years ago, did that show on uh, on Keisha Cole's song, how to avoid. Uh, you know, making a man make you go crazy And Gerald and I have done tons of shows um, How to avoid, you know, first of all, Are You a Psycho? Like, I think it was that was the title of it, you know um, Which was a very good show to say the least But yeah, you know, a lot of people are trying to justify Do you feel like there's any justification or rationalization For putting your hands on a man, Courtney?
1: I'll say this, she was absolutely wrong for doing what she did So it's not about... You know what he did to make her, you know, react the way that she did. I think the only question for me would be, what did he do to make it where Beyonce is just chilling, like in the corner, like, like, wh- why isn't she doing anything? Why is she letting her, you know, hurt her husband? So I think that's that's more the thing for me, not not Solange's end of it, because she just came into the elevator, she's fighting.
6: But are you um,
0: assuming, let me ask you this, though, are you assuming that Beyonce actually cares about Jay-Z and actually truly loves him?
1: You know what, I I think so, and and, (laughs) I'm being a psycho for that.
0: (laughs) See, that's the thing about it. And, again, I'm just going back to what you have to realize, you know, about these types of situations. I mean, Beyonce is as emotionally unavailable as they come. You know, and has been throughout the course of her life, you can look at just you know, her life and understand that. So it's not a coincidence why she attracted someone like Jay-Z, someone who is you know, the opposite of what we call an elite man, the opposite of someone who's on fire for Christ. I mean, he's, he's the ultimate non-elite man, you know what I mean? So it's not surprising. So I think that when you look at, you know, everything that she's been through, you know, someone who admits to being possessed by a demon... This is not speculation. This is These are things that she's admitted to, you know, being taken over by some unknown force, some unknown spirit, you know what I mean, on multiple occasions. I mean, someone who is passionate about, you know, all types of things of the occult. So, I mean, you can't really question, like, oh, wow, why, why would she not do this? Why would she not behave in this manner when her behaviors are, are unexplainable, to say the least? But really... Her behaviors are consistent with someone who is unfeeling, someone who is not really capable of experiencing true love, because to experience true love, you have to be living a life of God, because God is love, and the only true love is uh, is the love that's blessed by God, and if you're operating with, you know, or dealing with someone who not only doesn't worship God, but in fact worships. You know, the devil, Satan, the occult You know, it's You know, you can't, it's not You're not going to have that What we, what you guys and I feel as love Beyonce doesn't know what that is Beyonce's never experienced that Jay-Z's never experienced that You guys understand that? The only way you're going Many of you have never experienced that The only way that you will experience that Is by being on fire for Christ You know, so we can talk about it from a Worldly you know TMZ Social media standpoint but At the end of the day it's you know You got to go back to what the word says Which is the only thing that really matters So it's deep It's deep sorry I keep putting you out there on blast Courtney but you know I got to You know some people don't like Oh yeah yeah don't worry about that Let's go back to the phone line let's see a call Yeah from, on the line from uh, 256 welcome to the Data October show
3: Hi good evening
0: Hello Hello. Come
6: here. Come here. Yes. W- welcome. Okay. Thank you. Um, I was just listening. I've been listening the whole um, two hours. I think that you all have been on, and I really enjoy what I've been hearing thus far. Um, you really bring up some great topics, and you have great feedback. You and your co- co-host, and I just enjoy listening to it. But um, my perspective on the thing, or or my um uh, my my opinion on the Beyoncé, Stallones, and Jay-Z uh, thing is, I had seen a reality show, if you will, or maybe a documentary. It comes on on Wednesday, and it's called The Fabulous Life of Different People or whatever, and they had Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon on there one time. What well, I said all that to say is, the reason Beyoncé may have possibly could have stood back and not done anything, they were saying Mariah Carey has, like, the insurance policy or whatever on her list. Maybe that was a thing. Maybe Beyoncé has... An insurance policy, you know, that she can't harm her face or get hurt or whatever. That possibly could have been the reason she was, you know, standing out of harm's way or whatever.
0: Yeah, hey, I feel you. A good, good, interesting points. So um, where are you calling from?
6: I'm calling from Alabama.
0: Alabama. Shout out to you guys down in Alabama. Good, thanks. Sir. I appreciate the call. Um, a lot of love my down south listeners. You can always tell the down south listeners, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, and shout out to Gerald who uh, introduced, you know, is really responsible for a lot of our southern audience. He's, you know, a best-selling author, has, you know, brought a lot of um, down south people to the show who have remained um, ever since, you know, he, he left the show. So definitely shout-out to uh, to Gerald Howard. Um, but, you know, and, you know, I'm sure we could sit around and, you know, like I said earlier, you know, speculate, discuss, you know, what happened, why didn't she do what she did, why, you know, what made Salon snap, but, you know, for me, it's just, you know, it's really irrelevant, you know. The bottom line is that type of behavior is not okay under any circumstances, and if, you know, you do find yourself in that situation, like sometimes you've got to get your hands dirty, you know, because it's, it's kind of hard for, i gonna put it to you like this, for a man to view you, And get you know in a certain way that's going to make him say, I'm gonna give you my heart, I'm gonna give you my soul, I'm gonna give you my emotions, my love, everything. You know, there's some, there's a lot that goes into that, ladies, and that's where listening to the show really comes in handy because we tell you, we go deep into what it takes to get a man to that point. And I'm just telling y'all that if you don't prove yourselves, if you're not going above and beyond to show yourself to be the best possible woman who has our back unconditionally. And what unconditionally means, who cares if it's your mom, who cares if it's your sister, who cares who it is, I'm jumping on your back, you know, or or whatever the situation is. You know, you can't straddle the fence in relationships. When we say we want a ride-or-die woman, that's what we mean. Funny thing is, when you listen to, uh, we've actually used, One plus one You know I might even I should play it for y'all But When we When we did our Definition of love show Well we've done I think a couple shows Over the years We've used Beyonce's One plus one That song As Which is a really great song Mind you That actually Epitomizes What True love Is all about Ironically You know What she's saying there Courtney I don't know much about Fighting You know But I know that I would fight for you, right? I don't know much about guns, but I know that I. You know what I'm saying? You you see what like that? Those lyrics are not consistent with what we saw in the elevator. What do you think about that, Corey? That's kind of kind of deep.
1: I agree. I agree. It's nothing like what we saw. In the elevator at all. It was no type of emotion or or love. Yeah,
0: you you got to make a choice. So so there's that. Um, what else though? What else did we? I mean, really, that's that's all I really wanted to talk about with that. I mean, I just think that you know the media is going to be. You know, they have this story. They're going to run with it. I'm sure there will be more details that come out about it in the near future. Um, and, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, though I personally don't plan on following it And, and continuing to discuss it here on the show Because, you know, I feel like, you know I I have said, unless something crazy comes out You know what I mean? But, you know, I've personally said everything That I really want to say about it Was there any last comments or thoughts or words of wisdom For tonight that you wanted to share with the people?
1: No, not that I can think of
0: I would' I, cause, I mean I think we've you know like i said whether it's i mean we've talked about it a lot tonight we've we've you know pretty much crammed a lot of information into uh you know a pretty uh pretty short amount of time a two hour time frame uh one thing I will say is as I mentioned earlier, definitely look out for our upcoming special on uh on on a number of things we've got a lot of good shows coming up, but probably the next live show we're gonna talk about will be the um uh ten steps to um, really finding love. You know, and, and really breaking down each of them because I that that show is going to just deserve its own show, and I should say that topic is going to need its own show. too. we we'll just break. It's going to be a very informative show, very entertaining show that's going to really cause you guys to take a look at you know where you stand and how far you still have to go in regards to really finding true love in uh, in in the the biblical. Uh, sense of of the of the word. So, um, but yeah. Now we're done tonight, though. I want to uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, definitely if you guys are first time listeners, understand. You know, this show is seven nights a week. You know, three hundred and sixty five days a year. Um, there's never a night that we don't. We're not live every night, but we are. Um, oh shoot, that's what I wanted. I can't. We can't wrap it up just yet because there was one other thing I need. I needed to talk about. I told you I was going to talk about was the. Um, today's emotional availability pop quiz. You forgot to. you gotta let me end the show without going over the pop quiz. Oh, my fault, go over the my fault. Oh, no, I'm just messing with my fault. Um <laughs> but yeah, I know. But no, this is one thing that I did want to I ask y'all about earlier and this is very important that I didn't want to not go over briefly. Today's pop and if you guys have heard the last several shows, you know, we we've over in the Friends group we will, you know, pose a um, a you know, a situation, a scenario, and then ask how you would handle it. And the answers to those questions will determine your level of emotional availability. All of these questions do have very specific right answers and very specific wrong answers. So you always want to make sure you tune in to hear what the right answers are so that you can know where you stand, um, even if you don't read. Really, and don't think that I didn't see the absence of a lot of y'all commenting on that Beyonce uh, uh, pop quiz Don't think I didn't notice that A lot of times people Just sit back And wait Because they don't want To give the wrong answer But it's not about that You know what I mean It's it's about learning And about growing And if you feel some way You know Hey Express yourself Don't be afraid Of giving a wrong answer Or an unpopular answer Just say what's on your mind If that's not You know The right answer Or there's a better answer Or a better way You can handle a situation And you know Just learn from it uh, But one, one question here was That I posed today I said well, that if you're single, you know, a single woman, you know, you want love. You're at a networking event, and you see a very attractive man who you wouldn't mind getting to know. What would you do, Courtney? What? What? I'll say this. Back in the day, what would you have done? <laughs>
1: back in the day, um, if I saw an attractive man, um, I would walk up to him and flirt and give him a whole bunch of compliments and say stuff like that um to feel like that's what I need to get his attention
0: so, so flirting and you know giving off a sexual vibe would be the pretty much mm-hmm. the the main way you would go about it, yeah back in the day mhm why why flirting and um why flirting
1: lack of confidence in myself and um feeling like you know in order for someone to like me and appreciate me for me, that I have to do something for them, you know, in a certain way to get to, to get noticed, if that makes any sense.
0: So, yeah, and it's interesting. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why people, in fact, I'm about to post a, um, you know, a testimony from one of our faithful listeners on, on the Facebook pages. You know, a lot of, one of the reasons why people appreciate you is because of your realness and is because of your, um, you know, willingness to say where you've been. Um, and that's how a lot of women would have handled it because of their, um, you know, not feeling as confident in themselves and not as confident in who they are and what they bring to the table. They use their body. They use their assets. They use sex to get that man's attention. Well, the right answer to this situation is basically just introducing, first of all, as Aaron said, matter of fact, I want to. Um, I actually want to read her actual answer because she really gave a great answer. But in the meantime, I'll paraphrase it. But basically, you want to make sure that you are in an emotionally available state to begin with. A lot of women are saying, "Well, you know, I would approach him or I wouldn't approach him." Now it's about understanding. You know where how you would, you know, what would happen if you did? Because if you know that you're still dealing with certain things, then it's really no point in approaching that person. You know. Anyway, you have to always self reflect on where you stand emotionally and then that will determine how you know where you go from there. So, um but assuming that you are in an emotionally available state, then you will approach that man. That's the whole one of the whole premises of being emotionally available. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's not caring, it's not having a problem. Putting yourself out there It's being open It's being comfortable Saying hey look You know what I'm feeling you You know Are you feeling me too You know what I mean A lot of times say, well, I'm not approaching him I'm a You know I'm old school I'm gonna let a man Approach me first Well if a man is at a You know In, a, in a, a crowded event And he doesn't notice you You're gonna let a Perfectly good opportunity You know Go by you Just because you don't You know You don't wanna make The first move Well, that's ridiculous. I bet you make a first move when it comes to that promotion. I bet you'll make a first move when it comes to, you know, getting what you want, you know, for some type of house or, you know, a mortgage or something like that. You know, so I think it's just all a matter of, um, you know, being comfortable and not comfortable and confident. Uh, But but definitely, um, I know in the past I've been approached, you know, my wife called me first. That wasn't, a, you know what I mean? She she likes to tell a different story. You know what I mean? Shout out to her if she's still up, you know, but if she is, I'm sure I'll be sleeping on the couch if she's not, then I'll crawl into bed later, but you know, either way, she definitely called me first. You know, I you know, I gave her my I said, "You know, give me a call sometime." You know what I mean? Gave her my number and she didn't a couple times she never called. I think I said again, we were having, we were always communicating. But I said, you know, give me a call sometime You know, here's my number Never call, I think maybe after like the third time You know, give me a call And the one day she called me You know what I mean She didn't know how, didn't know how to pronounce my name You know, talking about some Hi, this is Danny I'm like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we, were, we you know, met online But, you know, you, you've heard that story before Haven't you, Curt, Courtney? Uh-huh, yeah So It's always funny But, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that Is my point You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with you know, you know, making a first move—if you even want to call it that—I just say it's you know taking the initiative to get something that you, you know, you want. So, so I just—I definitely wanted to touch on that for people who who um, you know who saw it and were wondering about you know how I might handle a situation or would want the situation handled. You know, it's not about you know a lot of women say, well, I think a man would be would think that was being too forward. Well, do you think it's forward when men approach you? You know, I bet if Shamar Moore or Mars Chestnut approached you, you wouldn't think it was too forward then. It's the same thing. And and if a man is interested in you, then he'll take it from there. Now, where the problems often come in is when you are, when you have been rejected in the past and you have a fear of being rejected again in the future. That's the real reason why a lot of women don't make the first move or don't approach men that they they notice that they're interested in because they have a deep-rooted fear of rejection you know and they have experiences with rejection that they still struggle with they haven't let that go and as you know you know uh, or should know that fear is actually one of the top 10 lies that the enemy uses to oppress you know and 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 bind us you know but what the word says over in Isaiah 40:31 says but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. So it basically tells you you don't have to be afraid because if you wait on God, you will have strength and you can basically do anything and not, you know, not be tired, not be weary, and not, you know, not pass out. So hopefully you guys will use that and it will, um, you know, you'll gain gain some knowledge. You cool with that, Courtney?
1: Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) All right guys, that's it man. I'm I'm going to sleep, man. I'm going to take my place on the couch. So uh shout out to you guys for listening You need counseling, eight five five fifty five day down. Schedule that emotional availability spring checkup. You know what I mean? It's the, trust me, it'll be one of the best things you do. A lot of spring specials, a lot of spring promotions. Take the first step and uh, you know, and get full uh uh and find fi- and get ready. To take the first step to finding love. So thank you guys for listening and I will see you all tomorrow night. Peace.
2: Great and who Until we do motivate you, girl. Let day don't be your motivation, child. Let day don't overcome and rock your world. But Let day don't be your motivation, child. Let day don't motivate you, girl. Let day don't be your motivation, child. Let day don't overcome.